Welcome to Spread-Led Life with HMI. Stay tuned for an anointed word by Pastor Dion Hockey. We hope this session builds your faith. Good day, everybody, and welcome to today's program. My name is Pastor Dion Hockey from Healing Ministries International, and we are so glad that you could join us today to hear the good news, the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I have been praying and seeking the Lord. And, you know, our country has just come out of a very difficult time of riots and looting and, uh, you know, killings and murdering. And there is so much persecution actually taking place in our country. When I say persecution, there is so much confusion going on, especially when it comes to the church and that when it comes to the children of God, thousands upon thousands of Christians have been praying and praise the Lord that our prayers have been heard, that the violence has uh, uh, scaled down, the looting has stopped, and all of these things, um, you know, has has. Uh, practically come to an end and we want to give God all the praise and the honor and the glory for what he has done but in the end we as the church we still have a major role to play and the devil is trying everything that he can to stop the voice of God and it is it is a of utmost importance that you and I must stand in these last days and continue to stand to be um, a hope and a beacon of light for the world out there who are in uttermost confusion and full of fear and, and, uh, and, and just, you know, don't know what way to go. So we have an important role to play. So I have a message that I want to share with you today um, and, uh, and see how far the Lord takes us with us. But I just want to minister to you with a very important message. So before we get into this message, let's just pray. And let's open up and ask the Lord to bless this service in Jesus' name. Father, we just thank you that we can come together uh, in your name. The Bible is very clear that says that if two or three are gathered together in your name, there you are in our midst. And we welcome you, Lord Jesus. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We love and adore you. And in a time such as this, Lord, we declare our, our, uh, declare our dependence upon you. We need you more than ever before. In Jesus' name. So, Father, I pray that which you laid upon my heart, that you will speak to the people and that you'll open up their ears to hear, give them eyes to see, open up their minds and their hearts to understand what the Spirit of the Lord is saying in these last days. Father, I bless the viewers now. In Jesus' name, and I rebuke every demonic spirit who try to bring hindrance uh, to this service, Lord, in Jesus' name. And if you agree with me, say amen. Listen, I want to start off with uh, you today. Uh, if you can see behind me on the screen, there's a picture of salt. And um, I think that everybody would agree that is watching me that I think salt is one of the most important ingredients that we can have on the earth. If you are a chef, if you making food, if you are, you know, making a... a the most easiest meal or you're making the most difficult meal to eat, salt is always needed to give flavor. I don't know about you, I love eating a good steak. And um, 
I don't want to make you hungry right now, but I'm sure that everybody who loves eating meat will agree with me that if you go and you have a braai or a barbecue and you have your friends over and you had to take a piece of raw meat and put it over the coals and over the fire and once it's cooked, you just take it and eat it, it's edible, right? You can eat it, but it's not very flavorable. Uh, it, it's just there if you know what I mean. And so most people like to take a steak and they like to put salt on the steak. They like to put pepper on the steak. Some guys would go even further and they will marinate the steak. And in the marinate sauce, you'll always add salt to it um, because salt produces flavor. If you are not a, um, a meat eater like I am, but uh, you enjoy, you know, not eating meat, but you want to eat something else, you like uh, eating veggies, uh, you know that you, you will put salt on veggies, you'll put salt on potatoes. Um, salt is a, is a must ingredient in, in, in life, and there are so many of us today who need to be the salt. I want to read to you a scripture that the Lord laid upon my heart that you find in Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Matthew 5, verse 13 and verse 14 says this. Jesus is speaking. He says, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? I want to read it again. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. It is good for nothing if that salt loses its flavor. The only good thing for it is to be thrown out and for people to trample upon it. And also Jesus goes and he emphasizes what he says in verse 14. He says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Now verse 16 is a commandment. He gives a commandment. Jesus says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let your light so shine before men. He's, a com he's giving us a commandment. You have to shine your light. You have to be the salt of the earth. If you're not shining your light, if you're not being seasoned and flavorful to people, um, it, it's not going to carry or have any power. Now, the gospel, my dear friend, is seasoned. The gospel is full of salt. The gospel is supposed to be flavorable. And when Satan, as he has, been infiltrating um, uh, the community and the churches and, and, and society, there is so much things happening that I see and it bothers me as as a minister of the gospel, how many people are actually running away from the responsibility of being the salt? I'm not talking about pastors who are preaching. Pastors are trying their best, uh, you know, going on the internet, preaching the gospel.
people. Pastors are uh, in the churches, standing in the pulpit, trying to encourage. I am talking to you, the viewer. I'm talking to you, the Christian, the churchgoer. And I'm asking you today, have you lost your flavor? Have you lost the salt? Have you put your light out? Are you operating the way God has called you to operate? If there is a time like never before, the time is now for the church to rise up. And when I say the church, I'm not talking about a building. I'm talking about us, the people, the body of Christ. It is a time to rise up, to open up your mouth and to begin to speak the words of Jesus and to be like Jesus and to be the Christian that you are supposed to be. Amen. And there are too many people who are running away, who are afraid to be a voice in this time of darkness. And I want to read to you what the scripture says. Now, some of you might get offended at me. Some of you are going to rejoice with me by what I'm about to say and what I'm about to read. But if you get mad at me, throw your Bible away because I'm about to read the words of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm about to read the words of our captain, our general, our leader. Our commander. Remember, God, uh, Jesus, is the Lord of hosts. He is the one who, who is in charge and giving us direction. So if I may, I want you to read the scripture with me today in Luke chapter 14. And I'm going to read from verse 25, Luke chapter 14, verse 25 up to verse 35. Okay, It's 10 verses, but let's rather just listen to what Jesus is saying. Verse 25 says, Now great multitudes went with Jesus, went with him, and he turned and he said to them, Now, we are a great multitude of people that are watching this program. I believe so. Uh, Right up into Africa and wherever uh, this program is being aired, people are watching me right now. So listen, friend, as your commander, your chief is speaking to you and speaking to me. And don't come and tell me that these words that I'm about to read to you does not apply for us today. Because that is a big fat lie of the devil. The Bible says says in Hebrews 13 verse 8 that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Can you say amen? He is the same God. What he said to his disciples back then is the same words that, is, uh, uh, that applies to you and I today. And in the future to come. Remember, heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will never pass away. So when Jesus speaks, you and I have to listen. Now verse 26 of, uh, of uh, Luke 14. This is what the Lord says, verse 26. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, his own life also, he cannot be my disciples. Whoa, what a word. If we do not hate our mothers and our fathers, do you think that God is confused to say you need to hate your mother and your father? No, the Lord is trying to bring a point across. He is saying, if you want to be a follower of Jesus, then Jesus has to be your number one priority. Everything we do is all about Jesus. You cannot cower away and hide behind your family, hide behind people that you use an excuse not to be a shining light, not to be the salt of the earth. 
We cannot use it. And I see so many people, you know, when we have our revival meetings, and we have services from, from Sunday right through until Friday. And sometimes we go on for one, two, or three weeks. And I have seen so many Christians who say, Oh, but you know, I, I would love to go to church, but I can't go to church because my children have to get up early to go to school. Or I can't go to church because I have a business that I'm running. Or I can't go to church because I'm just too tight. You know, they have all these excuses. This is what the Lord is saying. He is saying you can't cannot put these things in front of of Jesus and make them of more importance. Your number one priority as a child of God is to make Jesus your number one. He is to be your first. Verse 27, he goes on and Jesus says, Whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. If you are not willing to bear the cross and come after Jesus, you cannot be his disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Think about that. Let me read on and I'll, I'll explain it. Verse 31 says, Or what king going to make war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000 or else while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks condition of peace. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. What a statement the Lord made right there. And I think that there are so many Christians today, and let's face it, listen guys, we are facing a situation like never before. We are in the end times. Everything is unfolding in front of us. We are almost in a place of where the, where, the, where the church in the book of Acts was, way out there in the beginning. That when they chose to make Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior, they chose to be disciples of Jesus. The disciples actually saw Jesus being crucified. They saw Jesus being mocked. They saw Jesus being tortured and they made a stand and they said, we are going to follow Jesus Christ and we are going to stand for him like never before. And they did. A lot of the disciples themselves were, were killed. Go and read the, the, the Fox's Book of Martyrs and you will see how the disciples died and how they were tortured. And many other uh, Christians after the disciples did the same thing. Jesus said, if you want to follow me, if you want to be my disciple, you have to pick up the cross and follow me. Amen. So Jesus is saying, listen, the day you made a decision to make Jesus your Lord and your Savior, the day you decided to, to, to give your life, not just your heart, but your life in its entirety to God, there is a price that you will pay. You have to count the cost. So many people just run forward when an altar call is made and they just give their hearts to Jesus because they want the benefits of Christianity. What is the benefits? They want the blessings. They want to know that heaven is a great place where they're going to be happy forever and ever. But in the meantime, 
lean time. They do not count the cost. And they are not serious with the decision that they have made. That if I become a Christian, when things go wrong, I am going to be persecuted. I am going to be hated. I am going to uh, get into trouble for my faith and my belief. And that is when people turn around and run away from their responsibilities. That, my friend, is when you lose your flavor and when you lose your saltiness because of persecution and you become a lukewarm Christian and you hide away from the responsibility that you are supposed to carry and to bear as a Christian. I'm seeing ministers who are afraid to speak out in a time such as this. There are many ministers who are speaking out, bless the Lord, and they are standing for what they believe in. But there are some pastors who are saying, no, you know what, I just think we need to shy away from this and we need to just, uh, you know, um, follow the, the rule uh, of what everybody is doing and um, let's, not, let's not stir people up and let's not cause, uh, you know, trouble to come and, uh, you know, you do what you want to do. No, my friend, that, that is somebody who is not willing to be crucified and to pay the price. I know it's hard words that I'm speaking, but this is a fact that there are a lot of Christians who are compromisers. And in the olden days, in the disciples' days, they said, no, if my Lord and Savior was persecuted for what he said, then you know what? I'm going to be persecuted and stand for what I believe in. What am I saying to you today? To be the salt of the earth and the light of the world, we have to open up our mouths and we have to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have to stand together. You cannot hide your Christianity. You cannot be a Sunday Christian only. You have to be a Christian from Sunday right through till the next Sunday. You've got to bring hope. You've got to shine the light. You've got to do the important things that Jesus has told you to do. Look at verse 34. It says this, salt is good. Amen to that. Salt is good. But if the salt has lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? If the salt loses its flavor. Now, can you imagine that there are so many people today who have stopped going to church? They have stopped hearing the voice of God. They have allowed the worldly influences to come and persuade them. They've opened up their ears to, to uh, compromise. They um, are, are fearing the works of the devil more than what they are fearing God. And friend, that is when you lose your salt and you lose your flavor. He says, verse 35, it is neither fit for the land nor for the dunghill, but men throw it out and he who has ears to hear, let him hear. I am seeing that there is a remnant of Christians who are backing off, who are sitting down and saying, listen, I don't want to be part of, of what's going on right now. I don't want to, you know, uh, get into trouble and uh, stand for my faith. I'm just going to be the quiet one and I'm going to do my little prayer and I'm going to make it into heaven and hope, you know, somebody else will make it with me. We have to make a stand. We have to proclaim this good 
good news in the name of Jesus. Whether people like you or where they do not like you, it's besides the point. You and I have to be obedient like the disciples of old. We have to be obedient to what God has called us to do. He said, go therefore, in uh, Matthew chapter 28 verse 19, he said, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. He says, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And then he says, look, I'm with you even to the end of the age. God says in, in, in Mark chapter 16, he says at the end, verse 20, I believe it is, he says that when they spoke the word of God, uh, when they spoke the word of God with boldness, the Lord came and he worked with them, confirming the word with signs, following them, confirming the word. Amen. Jesus Christ is with us. He wants us to speak the word. He wants us to be a shining light. He wants us to go forward. Look what Mark chapter 9 says. Verse 35, Mark chapter 9. It is such an interesting scripture. But in Mark 9, 35, Jesus sat down and called the 12 and he said to them, Are you listening? Jesus is calling us today and he says, If anyone desires to be first, he shall be the last of all and a servant to all. Hello, we are servants to the world out there. We are to serve people. We are to help the people. And if we become quiet and just sit in our houses and do our little prayer time, you know, which there's nothing wrong with that. But if we just sit back and never go out or do anything, well, this is going against what the Lord said. He says that if we want to be first, we have to be last and we have to be a servant to all. Then he took a little child. Listen to what the Bible says. Verse 36. Jesus took a little child and he set him in the midst of them. And when he had taken him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one of these little children in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. We are to become like little children. We are to stand before God and believe God for His Word. Are you, are you following what I'm saying to, today? Verse 38, he goes on. He says, Now John answered him and saying, Teacher, we saw someone who does not follow us casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he does not follow us. But Jesus said, Do not forbid him, for no one works a miracle in my name, or uh, sorry, for no one who works a miracle in my name can soon afterwards speak evil of me. For he who is not against us is on our, on our side. For whoever gives to you a cup of water to drink in my name because you belong to Christ, assuredly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. Hallelujah. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he would be thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life maimed rather than having two hands, to go to hell into the fire that shall never be quenched, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. 
If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. For it is better for you to enter life lame rather than having two feet to be cast into hell into the fire that shall never be quenched, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into the fire where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. My dear friend, I'm giving you so much information and I I pray that you will go and study this. But we need to understand if we want to be the salt of the earth, if we want to be the light of hope to the world, then we cannot follow the dictates of the world and follow the things of the world, but we are to follow the things of Jesus Christ. Amen. You, what is your hand doing right now? What is, where is your foot taking you right now? What are your eyes looking at right now? Is your, is your hand busy with the things of God? Are your feet taking the good news, the gospel out, uh, spreading the good news of Jesus? What is your eye looking at? You know, the eye is, uh, is uh, the entrance into the soul. And so what we are looking at, what we are filling our spirits up is the way we think, the way we react, the way we walk, the way we work. This is what happens. And if we are not tuned into God, if we are not focused on God, if we are not focused on the gospel, we will get uh, uh, so entangled with the affairs of life that we will cower away and have nothing to do with the gospel. My message to you today is to, to let your light shine. My message to you today is to be seasoned. Uh, on my next um, uh, uh, time that I talk to you, I will show you how do we stay seasoned in the, lo- in the Lord. How can we continue to shine our light? We cannot do it on our own. We need the help of the Lord. But in this time that we are in now, my friend, I'm telling you, lots of people are losing their faith. Lots of people are being afraid. Lots of people are turning away. You cannot turn away. Now is the time to rise up, to stand strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I want to pray with you and I want to ask the Lord to touch you. I want to ask the Lord to fill you with boldness in the mighty name of Jesus that you'll be seasoned again so that you can be flavorable to the world. Father, I pray for all the viewers that are watching. In this time, Lord, that we are facing, time of persecution, time of hatred, Lord, time of, uh, of fear and uncertainty. Lord, I pray that you will season us again, Lord, that we will stand up and that we will be strong in a time such as this, Father God. I know, Lord, the Bible says when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall raise the standard against him. And I'm praying, Father, the enemy has come into our minds and he's causing doubt and fear and unbelief to rise up but like a flood i thank you holy spirit that you are raising a standard against the works of the enemy in the name of jesus father bless your people lord encourage your people strengthen your people cause unity to become a part of our lives father cause us to stand with you lord jesus i pray father that our faith will be increased in a time such as this and that we will not be afraid Bless, Father God, all the viewers, I ask this now 
in Jesus' name. And if you agree with me, say amen. God bless you. Remember to follow us on, on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram, on Telegram. Uh, we are on all social media platforms. And we love you guys so much. Amen. Be strong. Be faithful. Do not fear. Go to church. Support your pastor. Be the salt of the earth. Be a shining light like never before. If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. If God be for us, who can be against us? If your church is open, support your church. We love you guys. We'll catch you next week again, same time. Bye-bye. You can make a difference by partnering with us, a ministry with a heart for the lost. You can sow or partner by visiting our website, dionhockey.org. You will also receive exclusive content from the ministry as a thank you from Pastor Dion Hockey. Remember to subscribe and follow our social media pages for updates, sermons, and more information about the ministry. Thank you for listening and see you next time.